0: listening to Remedial Jugonomics, a song-by-song odyssey through the musical careers of the insane clown posse. Because any time I mention this show's concept, strangers get excited, so clearly there is an audience for this. Hey guys, and welcome to Remedial Jugonomics. Good to have you back again. This is episode 10, and I'm very excited this week because we have just... Uh, A good song. we got a lot to talk about. But before I get into that, I want to take care of some business up front. So there's a thing I've been grappling with, with this music. And it is something that you've probably heard over the past few episodes of How Do I Keep It Entertaining and Not Bog Things Down by talking about things I like about the songs while also bringing up the problematic parts of songs, of which there are many, and they are absolutely something that should be addressed. However, I don't necessarily want it to bog things down, so I need a way to bring it up without kind of tossing it off to the side and kind of saying it's not really a big deal. I sort of did that with the last episode with Black in Your Eyes, and I just sort of like brushed it off, and I don't really feel that's the appropriate thing to do either. So I figured before I even deep dive into any song, I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys a bit of a, a content warning, a checklist, a rundown of things that are going to be covered within the songs that we're going to talk about. So this week we are going over the song Never Had It Made, and before I go into it, let me provide the following disclaimer. The following song contains elements problematic to both individuals and society as a whole. These super double plus ungood elements are not at all endorsed by remedial jugonomics, and you shouldn't endorse them either. These elements include, but are not limited to, violence committed against children, violence committed by children, drug use by children, drug dealing by children, crippling drug addiction of children, insulting someone's mother, cannibalism, attempted murder with a firearm, murder with bladed weapons, murder with firearms separate from first firearm incident, mass murder, and insensitive portrayals of those with psychological issues. Again, to reiterate, none of these things are cool, and all of them have issues. For real though, those are like, you know, problematic, and if that's something that you don't necessarily want to hear about, well, then, you know, I don't really play too much of these songs. But if that is still disconcerting to you, totally get it. Totally understandable. And absolutely, these are condemnations of those things. Don't give drugs to kids. And don't take drugs from kids for a price. You should confiscate it from them. But don't, like, don't encourage their entrepreneurship into the drug trade. I think that's a pro tip. That's for me to you. The more you know, don't let kids deal drugs to you. Don't enable them. All right. With that out of the way, let's get into the song, Never Had It Made. This is the best one yet. (laughs) I'm so happy for this. All right, fun fact about me. Yes, I listen to these songs a lot. That does not necessarily mean that they are always my jam, but in general, when I'm recording an episode, I will listen to that song about three or four times a day, Every day from the last episode to when I'm recording the one about that particular song. And it is sometimes more work and sometimes it is more play. This, however, this song is the one that if it were to come up randomly because of my YouTube or my Spotify algorithm and other people are in the car, I'm not skipping it. I'm going to keep this one on because I don't care anymore. All right. I legitimately really like this song. Everything kind of comes together and it's sort of... The perfect execution at this point in time of what I expected the Insane Clown Posse to be. So, never had it made. It is Violent Jay at those good old pearly gates up in the heaven, as they call it. That's what the kids are calling it, the heaven, right? He's up there, and the gatekeeper, good old St. Peter, is asking Violent Jay, what makes you think that we would ever let you into these pearly gates. And Violent J is like, hola, let me explain, dog. Which is, I don't think you should call a saint dog. I get that you're trying to be familiar, but, you know, there's a little bit of difference. I don't know the dynamic. I was raised Protestant. So what do I really know? We are then given a backstory to one Joseph Bruce, one Violent J that is a whole lot of fun. This is one of the longer songs that we've covered. It's about uh, five and a half minutes. But it doesn't feel like it. This song moves, it's quick, it doesn't linger. The rhymes are not, like, slow and stilted. There are a few that are maybe a little iffy, but it moves like a lightning bolt. And I adore it. So it starts off, Violent J is a small child. First verse. First, I was born young and healthy. I told my mother one day I'd be wealthy. Can't forget my first day at school. Got stabbed in the head with a pencil, but it's cool. And that sort of sets him up for failure throughout school. This is a real-life fact. Both Violent J and Shaggy 2-Dope are high school dropouts, so that's a bit of an indication of where they might be coming from in this regard. So, first day at school, gets stabbed in the head with a pencil. Okay? Second grade. Shot in the neck. So that's a little bit of that gun violence right there. Grade three... Everything's cool, but then he goes to lunch, tucks into that delicious hot dog. Guess what? There's a razor blade in it. This is a horrible school system. But Violent J, to his credit, is trying to play it off, okay? Thank God it's lunch in a minute, bitten to my hot dog with a razor blade in it, and it cut my tongue off, but I know how to multiply, so what's up, boss? (laughs) This first verse has a lot of, but I got that going for me, which is nice, so that's pretty cool. Anyway, Violent J... Steps out. He's done. Drops out of school, okay? And this is where we get a little bit wistful, and we get a little bit philosophical here. Who knows where the road led? I seen a man with a briefcase, but no head. So I'm like, f that. Show me a quarter and an ounce of crack. And I'm straighter than an effing light post. I sold a lot of crack, but I bought the most. Now, it's easy just to focus on the child that is dealing drugs, which, as I've said, don't let kids deal drugs. Also, don't let kids take drugs, but I feel of the two, maybe one of them should be stopped first. Yeah, that might be weird skewed priorities on my point, but yeah, you get what I mean. But the thing of who knows where the road led, I seen a man with a briefcase, but no head, so I'm like, F that. I was trying to understand what that means. Did you just see a decapitated businessman? I don't know. I think it might be more metaphorical, like he saw a dude who was just like a lifeless drone. You know, he was... He was stuck in the hustle and bustle of modern living, and he didn't want that. He wanted to feel alive, okay? He wanted to live life to its fullest. Who is Violent J very similar to? That's right. He's much like Mr. Civil Disobedience himself, uh, Henry David Thoreau. To quote Thoreau, quote, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach, and not... When I came to die, discover that I had not lived. I did not wish to live what was not life. Living is so dear, nor did I wish to practice resignation unless it was quite necessary. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life. I think that Violent J is in many ways just upholding those same ideas, but in the modern day and through crack cocaine. There I've said it. I'm just going to leave it on the table. You take what you will. So that's the first part. Now, we skip forward. It's a time skip. It's like Lost with its flash forwards. or its It was a flash sideways. They didn't go forward in time, did they? They only went back in time. Because Sawyer and his band went to the 70s. Sorry, this is not about Lost. This is about Insane Clown Posse. And I got lost in that reference. (laughs) Alright, so now he's a base head down on his luck. He gets hit by cars, sleeping in gutters, next to a rival rapper's mom, which is a weird dig. Apparently, that guy's name was Champtown or something, who was mad at Insane Clown Posse for ripping off his gimmick or something. Like, he used to wear a jester hat, and that apparently is the exact same gimmick as the Insane Clown Posse. I'm not sure. Anyway, I just thought that'd be interesting. He's been living off of dead rats. He's uh, gone super thin. At one point, he brings up, got my first taste of life in hell. I ate a dead man, Shh, but don't tell. Excuse me sir, can you spare some change? I'll cut off your face and eat your brains. You know all about me, you act like you ain't seen penitentiary. So we know that Violet J is a cannibal, and he will cut off a face and eat brains, which is very similar to a zombie, which makes sense because he seems to take a lot of damage. So he may, in fact, be an undead being. Could Violent J be a lich? We don't know. The evidence is shaky. Now, at this point, he is caught. and There's a little bit of a, a sequence here. He is sentenced by a jury and judge to 47 counts of first-degree murder. That's where that mass murder content warning comes up. Uh, the song kind of just keeps going on like this. Then he's in prison. They break all of his bones. They break his head. They break all that stuff ba da ba da He tries to escape gets caught in razor wire whole bunch of cutting and slitting and cutting again And then guess what they put him in that electric chair and this last lyric again This song is still a joke basically you're supposed to just kind of go with it not really get serious about it But this last lyric kind of got me a little bit You don't love me. I really don't care tie me up in the electric chair I got no family, I got no friends, so I pray to God that my life ends. And that's really sad? (laughs) Like, they don't linger on it too much, but I've been stuck with these lyrics for a week now, going over them. that always kind of gets me a little bit, because that's... He's telling a story of just a wretched being of existence who, like, is so is denied even the possibility of morals and ethics and all that stuff, subsisting just to survive, and praying for death. That's a bummer. Now, I will say there's a happy ending, because actually it turns out he do got family, and he do got friends, because he's got his juggalos. And that is honestly a pretty nice, loyal support network, okay? So, more power to you. You pulled it out, Violent J, and I'm happy for you. He's given last rites by a very rude priest who refuses to hear his last words. But the joke's on them because the electric chair didn't actually kill him. He's just been chilling out in the morgue. He comes out, knife swinging all about. And then there is more uh, more killing, as you would expect. So, the last verse, four verses. By the way, every verse has a completely different kind of beat to it. And so it feels like a really good sort of storytelling song. Much better even than Wizard of the Hood, which I had a lot of fun with, but it got a little repetitive. And it was clearly a bunch of rappers just kind of having fun. They didn't really seem to have a focus. This has much more of a focus to it. Verse 4. I used to wonder what life's about till it chewed me up and spit me out. Your ghetto created a psycho nut. Not just psycho, psycho nut. Now I'm living in the walls of your house, and I'll die in there and lay and rot like a dead mouse. And not like a dubstep dead mouse, like an actual dead mouse. That's the truth. Anyway, the song ends with him finally getting shot a whole bunch of times, and I think finally getting killed. And that's just sort of how the song ends. Now, I want to talk about just the lyricism in this is kind of head and shoulders above any other song that's been in here it flows well. It is not stilted, which has been a problem with a lot of these songs. It's very basic rhymes. There's a lot of, like, inner rhythm within these lines that is much better than anything that has come before it. So that really struck me. Like I said, the beat as well and the actual subject matter is good. Now, if you'll notice, there was one thing that was not included ...in the checklist of awful things that are present in this song that I don't approve of. And that's because, thank heavens, there was no violence against women in this song. Which is a nice, refreshing surprise. It's just refreshing at this point. It's a breath of fresh air. Okay, it's like coming out of your dumpster for a thousand years and now you're free. And you got that good, good breath of fresh air and you can relax and then plot to destroy the Power Rangers after the fact. That's what it feels like to get a song that doesn't go down that terrible road. There's still a lot of terrible roads. This is the first time that drugs and kids have come up, you know? But it's different enough that I can sort of take a step back and be like, oh, okay, cool. It's not too bad. This is a thing where I could put in a sample of, like, the beat and all that. However, I really don't want to, not to keep it from you, but to just say that you should listen to this on your own. I think out of all of the songs that I've listened to so far, if there's one to listen to, to try and be like, okay, I can see some value in this, in this group of people. Never Had It Made is the one to do it. So I'm probably just going to put a link to the song in the description for this episode. By all means, please check it out. I enjoy it. It's probably going to go on my rotation that I just have. This is a song that when I'm done with this and I'm moving on to the next one, I'm still going to keep this kind of in a rotation, I think. I enjoy it. I can maybe not bump to it, but I can appreciate it. All right, work went into it, and it's all good. Now, with that glowing commendation out of the way, I have to actually do the weird math part and I have to open up my Google spreadsheet here, and I have to rank it. Guess what? We're scrolling up, okay? We only have 12 entries on the list right now. Of course, Patty Last, the title track Carnival of Carnage, which is nothing, and Wizard of the Hood is at the top. Now, that's about the only real type of comparison to it, except for some prison themes which are present in First Day Out. However, it's a very different type of song, and First Day Out is a little slow in places, but it also is enjoyable. However, Never Had It Made is both enjoyable, competently made, interesting, and doesn't feel like it's a slog, and I feel that it is the most on-brand for what I perceive the Insane Clown Posse to be, which are, for lack of a better word, wicked clowns. So they kind of lean into that. He calls himself a wicked clown all the time. He's a little bit self-deprecating with his humor. But at the end of the day, he is still wicked and committing crimes while still being like this pitiful product of a corrupt ghetto environment and all that. So I am making the executive decision. New number one, never had it made. So once again, this album is keeping me on my toes and I'm happy for that. So, with that out of the way, let's look forward a little bit. The next song we're going to be going after is going to be called Your Rebel Flag. And just from a little bit of the intro that I've heard that's leaked in from this track, absolutely, we're going to be dunking on rednecks again. And I am here for that, especially because I have somewhat complicated, but entirely negative feelings about the Confederate flag. So, all right, I'm cool with dunking on them stars and bars. That is going to wrap it up for this episode. Now, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or cat pictures, aha, I got that alliteration working for me, you can find me on Twitter at Yo. You can also follow me on Instagram at supergosset64. You can also find this podcast on most podcatchers out there. If there's one you haven't thought of, go ahead and tell me, and I'll try and get it on there as best I can. Now, one thing you can do to help this podcast. Do you like what this is? Somehow, miraculously, I am entertaining. Number one, you can tell a friend, all right? Just spread the word. Number two, whatever you downloaded this off of, all right? Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, give me a rating, give me a review. If you can subscribe, subscribe. That will help immensely, and also it will make my heart grow three sizes, and I enjoy that because... Oh, it's so dark and so brittle. (laughs) Not really. Uh, But I would very much appreciate it. Anyone who is listening to this, I appreciate that you have taken the time to try and join me on this journey of Juggalo enlightenment. Okay? So that's going to wrap up this episode of Remedial Jugonomics. Until next time, whoop, whoop. But you know I'm yours Whoop whoop And I know you're mine Whoop whoop And that's for